All right, buddy, I gotta go now, but I'll put on your favorite show. See you tonight. Welcome back to Cooking with Chef Antonio. Gee, well, I would like to know how this risotto will turn out, but I'll probably just go to sleep in your bed and sniff your sheets, and then figure out what that squirrel is planning. Squirrels. Your dog doesn't care if the TV is on. With energy saving tips and programs from Georgia Power, you can save money and make your home more efficient. Learn more at georgiapower.com slash efficiency. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. SIAC and the CIAA. The HBCU experience lives here. It's the HBCU Report with Bob Calloway. <laughs> we back, man. Saturday morning. Yes, sir. This is the HBCU Report. Thank you guys for tuning in, however you may be listening. Don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. We're not here. We're there. There is our official content partner, SportsNewsAndBrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, Those of you that have uh, been listening over the past few days, you know, yesterday we did a special edition of the HBCU Report, a special Friday edition uh, where we had the opportunity to catch up with Mo Williams, uh, the new head basketball coach of the Alabama State University men's basketball program. Um, Also, earlier in the week, Tuesday, Damon Wilson, 
uh, the head football coach of the Bowie State University Bulldogs, the back-to-back uh, CIAA football champions, uh, joined the show. And um, coming up today, we're actually going to be joined by uh, a North Carolina legend. Man, Lavelle Moton, the head basketball coach of North Carolina Central University, uh, is going to check in with us coming up in the third segment. Um, also, coming up next week, uh, just taking a look ahead, Tuesday, we're going to be joined by Cleo Hill Jr., the men's basketball coach at Winston-Salem State, excuse me, Winston-Salem State. And then on Thursday night, uh, Bethune-Cookman's men's basketball coach, uh, Ryan Ritter, is going to check in with the show. So, you know, we just working, 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 you know, trying to um, – trying to you know impress some folks not some folks just really y'all just trying to impress y'all man trying to give you all a reason to keep coming back every tuesday thursday and saturday so i really appreciate that and speaking of which make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the hbcu report is live tuesday and thursday night at seven o'clock and saturday mornings at nine right here on xsquadradio.com big shouts out uh to the x squad thank you guys for uh continuously holding me down i really really uh, appreciate that man so much going on in the world and not enough time to really talk about it today let's see where can we start oh yes i know exactly where we can start have you guys heard the news coming out of michigan detroit michigan to be exact okay if you haven't heard here here's the skinny as they say president donald j trump is pondering opening a new historically black college in the state of michigan the city of Detroit, to be exact. How did this come about? All right, I'll tell you. So Detroit, Michigan, uh, Representative Karen Wissett, or Wissett, I'm not sure which one it is, uh, she's a Democrat, um, has expressed her interest in bringing a new historically black college to the city of Detroit. Uh, She says that I would love to see a historically black college in the city of Detroit, and I think you're just the president to do it. That's what she was saying to President Donald Trump. And and Trump's response was, um, it's an interesting idea. You've got a lot of, they've got a lot of money now talking about HBCUs. They're all set. Maybe we could work something out. We'll talk about it. Well, let's just squash this right here, right now. Let me just like act like this whole idea is a big fat roach. Let me just stomp on it right here. Uh. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, you just can't create a new HBCU. Like, let's let's talk about it for real. And and I talk about it on this show and I've been talking about it, you know, for some time, especially going back to the NFL draft and, and the fact that nobody seems to really understand what an HBCU is. OK, so Representative uh, 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 Witsit or Wissett, President Trump, listen, you cannot just create a brand new HBCU. These things don't happen like that. Let me give you a little history, President Trump and Representative Wissett. Let me just give y'all a little history. The reason that we have HBCUs is because once upon a time ago, people that looked like me, my cousin, and and y'all right here that's listening, we could not go to the University of Georgia, the University of Alabama, Florida State, University of Florida, the schools that have been deemed PWIs, predominantly white institutions, we could not go to those institutions of higher learning. So what had to happen? What had to happen was that somebody had to step in and say, we got to educate these black folks. Now, on many cases, it was um, uh, religious denominations that stepped in and created these colleges, the Baptist, the AME, the Methodist, created a lot of these HBCUs and it was so that black people could be educated because you couldn't be educated at a white institution. So you cannot just create a new HBCU and think that it's going to have some kind of impact. You know why Alabama state university, the Alabama state university, you know, has so much impact or when people say it, people listen. Do you know why? I'll tell you why representative was set and president Trump is because Alabama state was the first college in the state of Alabama for black people where you could go and be a teacher. It was called the, 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 the Alabama teacher state college. This was Alabama state. And before that, I want to say it was called the normal institution for colored teachers or something like that. I forget. But what I'm saying is it's a historical, it's some historical meanings behind it there are some historical things that happen that allow these schools to be deemed hbcu 
You can't just crank up a new school in 2020 and be like, yep, that's my school. How? Nobody's going to go to that crap. Let's just be real. Every HBCU has a proud tradition that goes back. I'm going to say a hundred years or maybe even more. Plus it's so, it's so cold in the D (laughs) no pun intended. Nobody's coming up there to go to school. What? In HBCU in Detroit. All right, good luck with that. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on my soapbox early Saturday morning. Just no way we could do this. That sounds like the dumbest crap of all time. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, Speaking of dumbest crap of all time, and I think this was just really him getting caught up in the moment, but former Vice President Joe Biden is feeling the heat after he made controversial comments uh, towards a, a, a popular black radio personality. Now, I don't really think he made it towards Charlemagne. I think he was just saying in general. Uh, but if you haven't heard, here's uh, former President Joe Biden. You got more questions, but I tell you, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black. Well, in response to, to Biden's comment, Charlemagne, who's never at a loss for words, uh, said that his decision has nothing to do with Trump, but he wants... Uh, something for his community, something for our community. And that's right. That's why I'm saying Stacey Abrams for vice president. I don't know what everybody else is talking about. That's my girl. That's 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 who we need right there. And um, while we're talking about Biden, you know, all these days, all you have to do is say something and it's going on a damn shirt. So now President Trump supporters have created shirts that say you ain't black in response to uh, Joe Biden's comments to uh, Charlemagne the God. Uh, the T-shirts went on sale just hours after Biden made the remarks. And so you got to be careful about what you're saying or it end up on the shirt. That's for sure. Now, as all of us are, are getting out and doing our thing, not all of us, not me, I'm really still at home, really not going a whole lot of places. Um, scientists from the Obama administration are now warning the U S uh, that we have three months, three count them one, two, three. So if this is May, we at June, July, August before the second wave of COVID-19 hits, um, in their seven-page report, the group of nine scientists are advising the nation to restock on medical supplies before the fall and not to count on a vaccine being developed. Uh, they blame the Trump administration for failing to provide enough medical equipment when the first wave of the virus arrived here in the United States. Now, just imagine, just imagine if a second wave, and I think China is already feeling a second wave, but just imagine if we get hit with a second wave of uh, COVID-19. Just think about the way that it, it affected us or it has affected us since what, March 13th or somewhere around that date. Yeah. It's, it's going to be really scary if it hits again. And so, uh, you know, me being a teacher, this is why I say digital learning is just going to be the new way because I don't see us going back to school anytime soon, you know, and while the NCAA has um, decided that, you know, sports can resume, practices and all of that stuff. Conditioning can resume in June. I'm really not sure how smart that is. Because just imagine if a second wave does hit. How are we going to be prepared for it? I mean, you just got to be real. I mean, as desperate as we are for sports, I would rather keep everyone safe. I mean, because if you haven't heard... Like right now, these helmet makers, these helmet manufacturers are testing out mask on the face mask as a way uh, to to prevent spreading COVID-19. So could you just imagine for all my football players out there wearing a mask with a mask? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't I don't know how smart it actually is for uh, the NCAA to tell these schools that that they can resume conditioning and practices in June And uh, we really haven't even gotten out of the woods yet. So there's that. There's that. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you. Uh, Today is Saturday, which means we are closing out our celebration, our commemoration of the year 1997. Uh, For those of you that that tuned into the show yesterday, um, I was saying that, you know, just from listener response, we tried to create a countdown that was built around the songs that that we feature from each year uh, right here on the show. Uh, we attempted it. The first episode went over really, really well. But for time purposes, I'm just so damn busy. What, what I decided to do was I decided that instead of having a, a countdown on Sunday, we would just do a mix on Saturday. And so 
Uh, that's what we're going to kick off coming up in just uh, about three or four minutes. My guy, DJ Miss, my favorite DJ's favorite DJ. Yeah, he was my guy when I was doing music radio in Augusta. He's out in uh, Dallas, Texas now. Houston, Texas, actually. And so uh, he's going to get this thing crunk up for us coming up. Uh, we call it the second quarter mix right here on the HBCU Report. But before uh, we get to that, let's go ahead and take a look back at 1997. It was September 15th of 1997 that a little company called Google registered the domain name www.google.com and the rest as they say is history not sure how many folks i got out there that was asking jeeves back in the day but uh once google hit wasn't nobody asking jeeves wasn't nobody asking a whole, all any of those search engines because google man google turned out to be your one-stop shop for every everything search related uh in music in My Lifetime, Volume 1, the second studio album by Jay-Z was released November 4th of 97 uh, via Rockefeller Records. And Unpredictable, the second album by Mystical, was released November 11th of 97 on No Limit Records. At the box office, Love Jones, one of my favorite movies. Oh, they say I'm hopeless. Like a penny with a hole in it. Love Jones, starring Lorenz Tate, Nia Long, Isaiah Washington, Bill Bellamy, and Lisa Nicole Carson, uh, was released March 14th. And on May 14th, Sprung, man, this was like a C-list movie if there ever was one, uh, starring Tisha Campbell, Joe Torre, and Paula Jai Parker, hit box offices. In sports, it was June 28th that Mike Tyson bit off a piece of Evander Holyfield's ear in the third round of their WBA heavyweight title fight. Tyson's boxing license was suspended for at least a year, and he was fined $3 million. And that is a look back at 1997. It is the second quarter mix with my man DJ Miss. Yes, sir. Going to get that thing going. Uh, in just a matter of minutes, don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. The HBCU experience lives here. The HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. We'll be right back. Open calendar. What's my schedule looking like? Next Thursday, you will be caught in an emergency flash flood between Park and First Street. What? No, no, that, that doesn't work. I'm, I'm busy then. Decline. De- decline. Floods don't exactly work around your schedule. Disasters don't plan ahead. But you can. It starts with talking to your loved ones about making an emergency plan. So don't wait. Communicate. Visit gema.ga.gov. Brought to you by GEM, HSA, Ready Georgia, FEMA, and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. On the line right now with the Damon Wilson, head football coach of the Bowie State University Bulldogs, talking Rooney Rule. It seemed kind of crazy a little. I mean, like, hey, if you hire this coach, then we'll sweeten the pot for you. Like, what are your thoughts? From, from my understanding uh, and what I've read thus far, I really don't like the, the new proposal right now uh, because I think it takes away the actual merit of that guy being a good quality coach. You know, and, and I don't think that's the way we want to go uh, with regards to improving the hiring of minority coaches. I think there are enough good quality minority coaches out here that should they deserve an opportunity. And I don't think you have to put an incentive in place uh, for the uh, higher ups to give that opportunity to those uh, minority coaches. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. HBCU Report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you Saturday morning. Thank you guys for tuning in, however you may be listening. Now, for those of you that were uh, listening to yesterday's edition of the HBCU Report, the special edition of the HBCU Report featuring Mo Williams, I told you guys we were scrapping the countdown that we were really trying really hard to do in favor of a Saturday morning mix. And so uh, here we are, ladies and gentlemen, one of my favorite DJs, DJ Miss. Let's get it going, boy. DJ
Bump like acne, no doubt. I put it down, never slouch. As long as my credit can vouch, that dog couldn't catch me. Hey, Tell me who could stop with Dre making moves, attracting honeys like a magnet, giving them orgasms with my mellow accent. Still moving this flavor with the homies Blackstreet and Teddy, the original rough shakers. Shutting it down, good lord. Baby got them open all over town. Strictly bitch, you don't play around. Cover much grounds, got game by the town. Getting paid is a forte, each and every day. Play away. I can't get her out of my mind. Wow. I think about the girl all the time. Wow, wow. East side to the west side. Push a fat rise. It's no surprise. She got tricks in the stash. Stacking up the cash. Fast when it comes to the gas. By no means average. It's on when she's got to have it. Baby, you're a perfect 10. I want to get in. Can I get down? So I can I like the way you work it. No diggity. Got to bag it, up. bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up girl. I like the way you work it. No diggity. I got to bag it up. Bag it up. I like the way you work it. No diggity. No diggity. I got to bag it up. She's got class and style. She knowledge by the time. Baby never act wild. Very low key on the profile. Catching feelings is a no. Let me tell you how it goes. Curves the world, but it spins the world. The Papa twist, cabbage off instinct. Niggas don't think shit, stink, pink gators. My Detroit players, Tim's for my hooligans in Brooklyn. Dead right, if the head right, Biggie there, and I. Papa been school since days of under rules. Never lose, never choose to. Bruce Cruz, who? Do something to us, talk go through us. Girls walk to us, wanna do us, screw us. Who us? Yeah, Papa and Pump. Close like Starsky and Hutch, stick to clutch. Yeah, I squeeze three at your cherry M3. Bang every MC easily. Recently, niggas frontin' ain't sayin' nothin', so I just speak my peace, keep my peace, Cubans with the Jesus peace, with my peace, packin', askin' who want it, they got it, nigga flaunt it, that Brooklyn bullshit, we on it. Sometimes your Hey, 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 hey,
The second quarter mix with DJ Misk right here on the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys. Thank you for tuning in. However, you may be listening. This is how it's going down every Saturday morning. The second quarter mix with DJ Misk. Appreciate that, big dog. All right, so coming up as promised, we will go one-on-one. I said we. I will go one-on-one with the great one. North Carolina Central University men's basketball coach Lavelle Moten checks in with the show coming up in just a matter of moments. This is the HBCU Report, and we'll be right back after these words. Hope you enjoyed your meal. And I just want to say, he's lucky to have a brother like you. Lucky? Caring for my brother is far from easy. Waking up every day, lifting him from the bed to the wheelchair to the car to get him to therapy on time. It's no small task between the doctors and the diagnosis, but nothing can disable this love. This is my big brother, my hero. He's part of me, like my arms and legs. So I'll be his. (laughs) See, there's no time for tired. This starts again tomorrow. He'll be waiting for me. I wake up for him. I know he needs me. But I'm the lucky one, even though I need help now and then. If you're caring for a loved one, visit aarp.org caregiving for care guides and community or call 877-333-5885. Caregiving Resource Center, support for your strength. Brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. From a nurturing standpoint, what is the difference between going to a you know a PWI versus an HBCU in your opinion? Going to Arkansas was great. Um, you know, going to SEC, playing on TV, doing I was a two-year starter before I left and went to um, Alabama State. It was awesome. But when I went to Alabama State, one thing was great to play with my dad. Uh, it gave me opportunity to be closer with my father, so that was that was great. The nurturing part is what you hit it. I don't think you know that you wear a mask until the time that you don't have to wear one anymore. Mm. But the, just the freedom of walking around and not being judged, you know, that, that freedom that maybe you take for granted or think is not there when you come to HBCU, it, it kind of lifts that off you. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GT Vons and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the cork and see Vega and get lit, what? 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 Introducing Phantom of the Dark Walk through my heaven with levitation from Reefers, Drenching Defense, and Eve Seven Showboating with Rugas, Flash Vines, Bella Fonte Digger. Let's get forward this birth as we confiscate your figures. Casting over brown, levitating, jiki and dashikis, a la hot a car. 54 chasing diamond runners, headed ice band. The big chiller diamond convention, Harlem Buck Strut, Freezing World Heights, Hollywood, Madam Butterfly. Let me in your house, a pleasure. From the knuckle swatch, shadow watches catching black eye blue. I play the thief, what? Sensations at the Monte Gaul, we streaming Chiba. Fulfilling pleasures in my castle, blow the smoke out. The Goss of Vega substitutes when the Dutch is gone. The load don't stop, give me shouts. It's the season, Sartayas. Two flayers for swerving, no corners. We madness to Moolah. Living with Charlie's angels on us, no smiling, we're sliding. That gets you caught up in the octa or dead if we're moving. It's just like that as we proceed. Saturday night special, better take it light. Jaja, you're a Capitan. Quest to the coast, the key logo, wire the chain game. Keep your ears out. For a year, sip the fountain blue, house of bamboo, paradise. This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GT Vons and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, clean the Vega and get lit, what? This is it, what? This is it, what? Lucini pouring from the sky, let's get rich, what? The GT Vons and Sugar Dimes can't quit, what? Now pop the caucus, clean the Vega and get lit, what? 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 Falling sparrows through the seas, a black Caesar that convinced us, silky days, satin nights, taking flight, Donald Gorn, sweet sensation, Spanish flying with the lady scar face, bottoms up, sunshine, love potion, and we have from the magic city, transcendent, sweeter on your aura, Fancini in London, relaxation in Bora Bora, got notion to bring it, sing it, never been my function, stoning, robbing, we heisting, merchandising, gunning, love it, leave it, but bless the war chief for his bison, get it, got it, the low will forever be nice and 
yeah, the sunny fever, he be sipping on my red dye. Think he's too gracious, he be sipping on my red dye. We float the trash, stay draped in the satin vines. This coolie hijack pack from the sugar shack. Then what we do after we sip the armor red dye? We start the Harlem River quiver, digging sweet daddy. Sharpen the crimson blade, high Sierra serenade. Anatomy for seduction, be this yeah, ebony as you exit the place with grace. Just the armor rather than bursting the clouds it pours. Everything seems better on flats with love. We move only in the mess. It's slow, it's life, and we can't get enough yeah, of this. This is it. What? Luchini Classic right there, Camp Low, Lucini. This is it. HBCU Report, Rob Calloway hanging out with you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the show. Happy Saturday to you and yours. For those of you just tuning into the show, if you missed the opening segment, oh my God. Not sure how many of you have heard this, but your president, Donald J. Trump, is talking about creating a new HBCU. Not sure how that's possible. Unless they're talking about segregation. (laughs) But he's talking about a new HBCU in the city of Detroit. As if Detroit doesn't already have enough problems. That's a whole nother story. (laughs) But you can check it out uh, via our official content partner, sportsnewsandbrews.com. Remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. And as promised, we are being joined right now by a coaching goat. A coaching giant. That's right, man. Representing North Carolina Central University, Lavelle Moten is checking in with us right now. So first of all, Coach, welcome back to the HBCU Report. Man, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. So uh, let's start here. Uh, You were hired in 2009 as the 17th head coach in North Carolina Central Mm -hmm. history. Uh, Here we are, 11 years later. Mm -hmm. You're still the big Mm -hmm. dog on campus. Um, in an industry that sees constant turnover due to the lack of winning or APR issues, uh, how have you been able to not only consistently put together winning teams, but also make sure that your athletes handle their business in the classroom? Uh, man, you, you, you know, it's, it's a multitude of things. I, I guess to start, you know, um, to answer the first half of that question, we've been really successful in all aspects and facets of a program because we've had really good people. I've been fortunate to be surrounded by really great people and my president, my chancellor, my athletic director, um, just the administration staff in general because so many decisions are made. And when I got the job, the first thing I said is for us to do this, everyone has to be rolling in the same direction, right? And and that meant everyone from the faculty, the, the professors, uh, the administration, the the, the fan base, the uh, student athletes, and and the the students within themselves, like so, everyone has played an intricate part in, in achieving a level of success. And you know, in terms of the academics, you know, I, the inception of my career, I was a middle school um, teacher, right? So I'm a teacher at, at my core, not not a coach. I'm more of a teacher, and so academic. Um, priority has always been high on my list, right? Because I know what awaits these young men mm-hmm. when that ball stops bouncing one day for them. And I demand excellence from them in the classroom the same way I demand excellence from them on the floor. And, um, you know, we've been fortunate for it to continue to carry over. Now, I rank the state of North Carolina in the top three basketball states. You got North Carolina, I mean, you got New York, Indiana, North Carolina, in my opinion, no particular order. I mean, I got to put New York number one, but two and three is debate. It's two or three is debatable. Um, but but growing up in the Tar Heel State, uh, having seen some of the best basketball players in the country come through UNC, NC State, and Duke um, early on during during I guess your middle school, high school career, uh, who did you pattern your game after? Man, you know it was. It was crazy, man, because we were on Tobacco Road. So obviously, when I was a kid growing up. UNC had this guy um, when I was nine years old, um, eight, nine years old, by the name of Michael Jordan. Michael Jeffrey and Jordan. So everybody was in love with Mike, but when I went to the playground and tried to imitate what he, he did, there's no way I could do that, man. So I just really took a bits and pieces from everyone um, because I was such a basketball fan. So I tried to take a little bit from Kenny Smith. I tried to take a little bit from um, – uh, Sidney Lowe, who was at NC State at the time. I tried to take a little bit from Derek Wittenberg, who was at NC State at the time. And I took some, something from Johnny Dawkins, who was at Duke. And I would say the, the most important person to me was my first cousin. His name is Donald Williams. He was MVP of the 1993 Final Four, right? So he was a year 
ahead of me. So when he went uh, throughout the duration of his high school career, he was such an incredible scorer. And I think when he finished his career, if I'm not even mistaken, he was like the number one all-time leading scorer in North Carolina or whatever. So I just really tried to pattern my game after him because I could see, touch, and, and I was with him every single day. So he was the perfect role model in that sense. No doubt about it. Now, uh, many in the coaching ranks, this is what they say, coach. This, this is what I heard them say. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to imitate what they say. Man, that damn Lavelle Moton got one of the most stable jobs in college basketball. Now that's how they that's how they do my old folks. But um <laughs> so so when you decided uh to go into coaching, did you ever imagine that that you could quite possibly, you know, in, in your home state, you know, reach reach the level, reach the status of a Dean Smith or a Coach K? Um Yes. <laughs> right. Like I think that's what you're in it for. I think like, if you don't have that attitude, you shouldn't be coaching, right? Because if you ain't expecting greatness of yourself, you can't expect greatness of anyone else. So you're probably doing an injustice to not only yourself, but everyone around you. I'm, I've always believed in myself, and I've always had to believe in myself. Now, in the inception of my career, again, it came in middle school. And a lot of people, you know, they talk about where I am now, but – they don't talk about the grind. They don't talk about the process and they don't talk about the sacrifice because what people don't know is I turned down an $85,000 job to be the assistant coach at Delaware state to take a job in middle school that paid $225 a month for only three months. Right. So that was the initial sacrifice. And, you know, my job was just to be the best uh, uh, middle school basketball coach that I could possibly be. And from that point, um, I was able to, and I was afforded the opportunity to coach on the high school level for three years. And my job at that time was to be the best high school coach that I could possibly be. Nothing else, just be the best high school coach that I could possibly be. And I was afforded the opportunity to go back to North Carolina Central. A lot of people don't know this, but I declined North Carolina Central. I said thank you, but no thank you, because I was I was loyal to the principal in high school that gave me an opportunity when no one else believed in me because I had so many rejection letters. And so uh, Kathy Moore, uh, who's the Wake County Public School Superintendent now, she called me in her office and she said, look, what you have to offer this world is much greater than I She said, you need to go. And that's the only reason I left and went kind of for the assistant coach. And you know, two years after becoming a head coach, but I always believed in myself because this is not the business. And you already know this is shark infested water. So people will chew you up and spit you out if you don't believe in believe in yourself. You have to have some kind of confidence and that has to be transferred um to your staff and down to your to your basketball team in order to have and sustain some level of success at the highest level possible, man. So, uh, yeah, I've always believed in myself, and, and I guess that's part of my biggest gift. Absolutely. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line right now with Lavelle Moten, head basketball co- coach of the North Carolina Central University Eagles. All right, Coach, so let's talk COVID-19, all right? Um, mm-hmm. Headed into the uh, the MEAC tournament, your team was the number one seed. Then the pandemic happened. Uh, how disappointing yeah. was it for you and the kids uh, that you weren't able to compete in the tournament? Man, it was extremely disappointing. You know, anytime uh, you don't get that opportunity to participate in, in March Madness, like it's, it's going to be gut wrenching to say the least. Because truth be told, every collegiate player. Uh, yearns for that opportunity. And we thought we were playing our best basketball of the year. We were starting to click. Um, the kids were, well, not the kids, the young men were starting to uh, develop trust in not only each other, but in what our coaching staff was ac- asking them to do. So everything was clicking on all cylinders. And we played our uh, first-round game against Delaware State and, and had an amazing night. And so we thought that momentum would pretty much carry us over into the semifinal round. But then we're watching TV. And we see the Jazz and the OKC Thunder. We see the game is going to be canceled. And normally, NCAA athletics responds to NBA and uh, NFL football, right? It's almost like a copycat version of it. And so once I saw them cancel their games, I kind of knew, okay, this is coming down the pipe. So it was disappointing, to say the least, man. Um, I think the silver – I've always been the guy that tried to draw uh, a silver lining from negative situations. And, you know, for our seniors, we didn't have a lot. I think we had one or two. Um, they were able to win two consecutive, well, two consecutive championships. 
right? So they did get a regular season championships, and they did end their season with the W, with the win. So, you know, it was it would have been different. I, I got in some trouble when I was in elementary school, right? So I won't, I was I had a, a little bit of mischief in me. So oftentimes the teacher would say, "Well, Lavelle, you can't go outside and play at recess." So if I had to sit in there and watch everybody else play, that hurt. Right, that really hurt. Oh, yeah. When everyone else had to sit over there with me and nobody could play, <laughs> it was all that good. didn't hurt as much. <laughs> <laughs> that, didn't, that didn't hurt as much because none of us had the opportunity to play. So it hurt, but you know, it, it didn't hurt as bad because everyone was sitting over here with the teacher unable to play. Yeah, no doubt about it. You sound like me. That sound like me and my friends. We were all sitting on the sideline, bro, not getting to play. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was me. That was me. <laughs> all right, so look. Shout out to all my students. Hey, mine too, right? All right, so look, we're up against the break, Coach, so hold the line for me real quick. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the HBCU Report. Rob Calloway on the line with North Carolina Central University head basketball coach Lavelle Moton. We will continue the conversation on the other side. This is the HBCU Report. Hey, hon, what you doing with your phone? Taking pictures? No, I'm asking questions. Like what? Hey, Bobo, do flowers have best friends? I'm sorry, I'm afraid I don't know that. Hey, follow me. I want to show you something. Look, flowers do have best friends. Whoa. Some answers can only be found in nature. Discover the unsearchable. Visit discovertheforest.org to find a trail near you. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. If you missed the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway, here's what you missed. Rob Calloway on the line with Jackie McWilliams. She is the commissioner of the CIAA Sports with No Fans. Could that be a thing? Oh my goodness. I mean, yeah, I mean, just think about it. I mean, how does that sound? I think we were trying to start that before COVID-19 shut the world down, right? I mean, you were watching decisions even with the NCAA, some of the conference championships, no fans, and it's just an, it's an awkward space and place to think about how you manage and put events on. You know, we thrive off the energy of our fans. Our students thrive off the energy of our fans. I mean, the whole thought of what that could be is can't get my head around it today. I'm sure I'll have some ideas tomorrow, but definitely, you know, I'm trying to take one bite at a time on what the new reality potentially looks like. HBCU sports fans, you finally have a voice. This is the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. I won't move stuff. I'm sorry, I'm 
Missy Elliott and the Brat right there. Psychic to me. Man, that's super duper fly. That was a hell of an album right there for Missy Elliott. Debut album. Timberland, Magoo, Missy Elliott. Whatever happened to Magoo? That's a great question right there. Y'all remember when Timberland uh, put out their first CD? It was like Timberland and Magoo. And they had that uh, the remix of Sardines and Pork and Beans. And they had a couple other songs, but they were really dumb. Really dumb. Whatever happened to Magoo? You know, when we talk about top 50 rappers, top 20 rappers of all time, Magoo never has to worry about scratching that surface. He's one of the the worst rappers of all time. I swear to God. <laughs> hey, Magoo was terrible. If y'all are not familiar with Timberland and Magoo, go back. Go back and relive that album. Oh, my God. Now, you don't have to. You, please don't go. Please don't go back and relive it. <laughs> don't forget to follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. When we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Now, before we went to break, uh, we were on the line with Lavelle Moten, head basketball coach of the North Carolina Central University men's basketball program. So, coach, you know, before we went to break, we were talking about the COVID-19 effect on sports. All right, so uh, something else that happened in response to COVID was that the NCAA waived the ACT-SAT requirement for incoming freshmen. So I've got to ask you this. Uh, was your program able to benefit uh, from that waiver system and number two, um, how do you see uh, this affecting collegiate sports moving forward? Well, you know, it was it was difficult, and I think right now leadership is a is a premium because now, you know, so many times leadership is just probably um, making decisions based off some of the individuals or some of your peers that was around you. But now you got to stand firm and you got to make some tough, hard nosed decisions, and that's everyone from the basketball coaches to the uh, athletic directors to the chancellors to presidents to the NCAA committee, the execs, et cetera, et cetera. So you have to really make some tough decisions. And, you know, we benefited. Uh, we had a young man, a freshman that we signed, who's we think is going to be a really great player, Justin Wright. Uh, we think he's going to be an impact player. He was going to qualify anyway. Um, but I think the NCAA did the right thing in allowing all incoming freshmen because what, what's kind of underrated and often not spoke about is the the impact that it has on the psyche of of families and individuals because these kids are may have uh, parents or family members or loved ones that contacted the virus or been in contact or and everyone is kind of scared you know so it's hard to um walk out your house in fear every single day with masks and gloves or, or be confined into your house and then uh, have to go take an SAT and, and score a certain number on that to be eligible. Like that's that's a really di- difficult situation, man. So I thought the NCAA got it right, and I just think right now we have to keep safety first, right? Um, you know, I know different states will legislate and govern it, um, you know, and have the autonomy to govern their own rules and, and, and regulations. But I just think it, it's better safe than sorry because we still haven't figured this thing out. And we can't just say we've been in the house for two and a half months, so we're bored, so now everybody's free to go. Like, no, nah, it, it can't happen like that. I think we need a vaccine. We need to ensure uh, this thing is going to be right. I know the NCAA and also the, all the college campuses uh, are um, kind of pushing in, in, in somewhat of a – they have somewhat of a sense of urgency to get us back to school because the revenue sports – of most universities and the revenue sports that fund most universities are uh, basketball and football. And so, but the difficult thing about it is social distancing and basketball and football uh, that don't, that don't coincide. It doesn't happen. Right. Basketball and football are are contact (laughs) sports. Social distancing means get away from each other. So we have to figure that out uh, before I feel extremely comfortable in in proceeding. Yep, this is the HBCU Report. Rob Callaway on the line with Lavelle Moten, head basketball coach of the North Carolina Central University Eagles. Now, Coach, I know you're on Twitter all the time. I, I see you on Twitter, so I know you've been watching The Last Dance. Uh, what were your takeaways from the documentary? Um, You know, I had several. You know, from a coach's perspective, I thought James and Dolores Jordan was absolutely incredible. Right. Like, parents, I thought they did an outstanding job of raising MJ and you know, even their other kids. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really uh, good friends with his brother Larry as well, and Larry's just an incredible human being. You know, I thought they were incredible in pushing him and loving him and supporting him. 
but not giving him anything. And they never called the AD. They never called the coach um, when he didn't make the team and say, why my baby ain't make the team and, you know, all of this type stuff, man. They prepared him, you know, for life. And they just gave him life lessons and used basketball as a metaphor to do do that. And I thought it was a beautiful thing. In terms of Mike, I thought um, MJ himself is the most, he has the most, the perfect timing of any individual athlete I've ever seen in my life, right? <laughs> and when he came onto the NBA scene, it was ready to go global. And they coupled that with his talent and the, the rest of history with the brand Jordan and the endorsements and Gatorade and, you know, all of those things. And even with this, you know, this documentary uh, was released during the COVID-19 where everyone is in the house pretty much. So everyone is watching it, whether you're a basketball fan or not. And I thought it gave us some insight and some all assets because back then Mike was more of a, he was more of a, of a silhouette than anything. If you didn't know him, then you didn't know him. And what he wanted you to know was the only thing that you really knew about him anyway. It was unlike the social media uh, world that we live in. So I, I knew everyone would tune in to get all assets and see how did he talk? How did he speak? How did he act? How was he on a day-to-day basis? How was his teammates? How was his leadership mode, et cetera, et cetera? What was the driving force behind his determination? All of those things it was interesting to see in a 10-part series. I thought they did a phenomenal job. Yeah, I thought so too. What was most interesting to me is because, you know, um, watching Mike as a professional, we always heard Mike talking these sound bites and he sounds so eloquent when he gave these and, you know, Kobe Bryant picked up the trait and, and learned how to speak like that. But Michael Jordan was old country joker, boy. When I heard Mike talk like when he was 17, 18 years old, I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Michael Jordan is yeah, a country yeah. boy like me. <laughs> that woman to North Carolina comes out, man. That woman to North Carolina will come out. Yeah, man, all day. Now, before I let you go, I, I need you to, to kind of squash this for me, coach. All right, so so between me and my friends, because I'm here in Atlanta, all right? And so uh, here in Atlanta, you know, we had this guy that was, was huge in Atlanta, Dominique Wilkins, right? Now, you know, so so half of, half of my, my friendship, right? Half of my friendship, we all Dominique guys. The other half of my friendship, they Michael Jordan guys, right? Now, you're from, you're, you're from North Carolina. Now, both of these dudes were reared in North Carolina, and I know Jordan got the rings. I know Jordan got the rings with, with the, 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 the collegiate and the pro. I know he got that. But, man, just settle this for us. Like, for real, for real, coach. Who, like, when people talk about North Carolina basketball, whether it's, like, high school, collegiate, like, for real, for real, who is the man, Dominique or Michael Jordan? <sighs> Come on, coach. <laughs> That's a tough question, man. It's tough because personally, like me and Dominique, I love Dominique. That's my guy. He's a good guy. That's a great guy, man. If you see him, tell him I said what's up. I will. um, I I just think, and again, it goes back to the timing of Mike, Mm -hmm. right? Like Mike gets the edge in so many categories simply because it's, it's, you're competing with the silhouette. You're, com- you're competing <laughs> with the brand of Michael Jordan. Right. The brand has outlived his actual uh, playing career, right? And for most people, that don't happen. Like, when you're done playing, they talk about you maybe two or three years later, then you fade to black. He's hotter today than anything else because he's always going to have a shoe in stores that people are going, driving themselves crazy over Right, so I, I think oftentimes he he gets the the nod, and, you, and of course he was an incredible, incredible basketball player. But you know, if I had to go with in North Carolina being here, I, I, it's it's Mike. Right, like nobody <laughs> can compare to Mike in North Carolina. Right, no, I don't think nobody can. You know, but I love Dominique. Like I thought his high school, I thought his high school career was better than Mike. Yeah, right? yeah, and. His the decision that he made to go to Georgia, um, you know, I thought his his collegiate career was incredible as well. Like Dominique is, you know, he's Dominique is phenomenal. Why y'all like, turn on Dominique? The credit. Why y'all deserves. Why y'all turn on Dominique, man? Y'all turned on him because he wanted to come down here to oh, Georgia. Who? <laughs> I didn't turn on him like I. I was a baby, man. I ain't had nothing to do with that. Man, your uncle, you know them, your uncle, your cousin, you know them. <laughs> You, you you know what it is like 
these people, you know, because it's, it's the same way you in SEC country. Right, right. right. So if someone is leaving, you know, Atlanta or, you know, whether it's basketball or football, and they come into the ACC when everyone thought, okay, this guy should go to this state school, right? And if not this state school, then the next state school that's 20 minutes away in NC State. If not that school, then do, right? Then people don't understand the proximity of Carolina, Duke, and NC State and how close it's they so are. It's so close. So they figure every top prospect that's coming out of North Carolina is going to go to either one. Then when he, when he doesn't go to either and go to a relatively unknown program in Georgia and try to help build them and put them on the map, like people take that extremely, it's almost like LeBron's the decision. Like they yeah. still do that. You follow what I'm saying? These fans are crazy, man. Fans I always say fans are short for fanatics. Yep. And, and 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 if you break that word down, that that tick, that fanatic, a tick is something that that leeches off of you. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And that's Lunatic. what fans do. They just leech off anyone yeah. that can really benefit from them. And, and when they can no longer benefit from them, they, they throw them to the woods and turn their back on them. But, you know, I've never done that. And the vast majority haven't done that. It was a small few back home in Little Washington where he's from that did that, man. But we love him and we welcome Nick back open arms whenever he want to come back. Absolutely. He is Lavelle Moten, head basketball coach, North Carolina Central University Eagles coach. Man, it's been, man, it's been real, man. I appreciate you for, for checking in with me. And uh, I look forward to talking to you. Some, I mean, once once we get a decision about, you know, what's going to happen uh, with school yeah. and these uh, sports, then I definitely want to uh, chop it back up with you, okay? Let's do it, my man. I appreciate you having me. No problem, man. Appreciate it, coach. All right, great stuff right there from Coach Lavelle Moton, North Carolina Central University's own. He's a goat, man. He's a goat. I'm telling you, boy, Carolina, Tobacco Road, boy, that is a hell of a place for basketball. Man, <laughs> it's unbelievable. All right, so uh, all hearts and minds clear. You good? You good, cuz? All right, so uh, if all hearts and minds are clear, that about do it for another edition of the HBCU Report. Uh, coming up Tuesday night, uh, we'll be joined by Cleo Hill Jr., uh, the men's coach at Winston-Salem State University. Also, Thursday, we've got a treat for you as Bethune-Cookman's men's basketball coach, Ryan Ritter, checks in with the show. So make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that the HBCU Report is here three days a week, Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. and Saturday mornings at 9, right here on XSquadRadio.com. So for our guest, Lavelle Moten, and you, the listener, i got to thank you because without you, there would be no HBCU Report. Um, make sure that you follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at HBCU Report. And remember, when we're not here, we're there. There is sportsnewsandbrews.com, your official source for sports, black news, political news, and the latest on your favorite craft beers. Shouts out to the X-Squad and everybody else out there, man. Y'all be safe this weekend. Know the president has said that uh, churches can officially open back up this weekend. Man, if y'all go to church, please mask up. Please mask up. Please play it safe. Whatever it is that you do uh, this weekend, I'd rather hear from you than hear about you. All right? And remember, tomorrow's not priming, so we've got to be the best version of ourselves every damn day. This is the HBCU Report. I am Rob Calloway. See you guys Tuesday night at 7. It's the HBCU Report with Rob Calloway. When you're sick, every minute counts. So don't go anywhere. Go to DispatchHealth.com where high-quality medical care comes directly to you. No getting out of a sick bed. No crazy driving to an emergency room. No endless paperwork. No hospital waiting rooms. Visit DispatchHealth.com to learn about our medical professionals, then make house calls. Dispatch Health is covered by Medicare and most major insurance. Go to DispatchHealth.com. Comcast Business is here for you. Right now, internet starts as low as $34.95 per month for two years when you add one voice mobility line and connection pro with two-year agreement and sign up for paperless billing and automatic payments. Plus, ask about other offers to get a prepaid card worth up to $500. Call 1-800-501-6000 today. Requires enrollment and paperless billing and automatic payments through Comcast Business My Account or service charge increases by $10 per month. Offering 622.20. Restrictions apply not available in all areas. Limited to new Comcast Business Internet, 25 megabits per second customers only. Early termination fee applies. Requires additional charge for one voice mobility line and connection pro. Equipment installation taxes and fees extra subject to change.